I think in the future, imagination and creativity are going to be essential because there are many routine aspects of the business that we're going to be turning over to machines. Our ability to think and invent and our ability to make relationships are going to be the biggest assets that people bring, not the mechanical parts of what they do. It's just not sufficient anymore to write memos, be paper or electronic, doesn't matter. There's never a breakthrough that has occurred by writing a memo. Breakthroughs occur when two or more people get together, get inspired, have fun, think the unthinkable. As part of the reorganization, we wanted to become paperless. I mean, that was a very nice catchphrase. It's something that everybody can understand. I'm going to pick up uh, the mail to see what we are going to keep and what we are not going to keep. This one I want to keep electronically, so I'm going to scan it in the scanner over here. So when I have done that, uh, I must send it to my own workstation to file it afterwards electronically. Now that I have scanned it, I need to get rid of it. And I'll do that over here, through the shredder. I think we very soon realized that we weren't going to be paperless, and we're not. But even so, I think we have achieved a lot. We want to be able, in our office environment, to move around. And if you have half a ton of paper to move around, you don't move. Another reason for reducing paper was to encourage face-to-face -face interaction. The whole organization is geared to this goal. The office features a large central staircase to encourage people to meet and interact. Uticon is a face-to-face -face communication company because that's what hearing aids are all about. That's to improve communication. All the initiating uh, all the projects happens within the teams. It could be over a cup of coffee in the coffee bars or over a lunch. Actually, a lot of new ideas come up at lunchtime, <laughs> it seems. It's very difficult to keep a secret at Oticon because if you're talking about it, you'll be talking about it while you're sitting at your desk or you're coming out of a meeting still talking about it. So people hear about it and people always comment on the decisions made. But what if face-to-face -face interaction isn't possible? Although about half of Oticon's employees are based in Denmark, it's a global company with subsidiaries in 25 countries around the world. Okay, Klaus, can you highlight um, like We try to tie the international organization together by means of information yeah. technology. Yeah. I mean, we cannot uh, truly affect a face-to-face -face communication in our daily work with someone in Australia. But that is where the internet and the, uh, the electronic infrastructure is going to help us. But despite the use of technology to facilitate remote communication, Oticon has no intention of following digital down the remote working path. I think, in principle, this company could operate with people working from their homes. But I think that the value we create is primarily created from physical face-to-face -face interaction between our staff. And so, as a general principle, this company will not move into telecommuting.
I think telecommuting is a tremendous employee benefit. It saves us all those traffic jams of getting into cities, but I think people are still going to need to convene face-to-face -face in groups. The social bit is terribly important. You can't trust someone that you actually haven't laughed with. Wise organizations spend a lot of money bringing their people together. One of the things that you do miss on telephone conferences is some of the body language and some of the atmosphere of being there. So, what about video conferencing? Well, good afternoon, Janet and John. Hi. Uh, Hi. I, my name is Bobby Redmond. I am it's very good for getting to know people that you're working with. And typically what would happen is people would use that for making uh, introductions to one another and then they would revert to audio conferencing. I don't think you can actually build a relationship working remotely. I think it's something that builds by seeing the whites of people's eyes in meeting rooms, in pubs, wherever you happen to be working. But it, it, you do have to have the face-to-face -face contact. A manager who's responsible for people who are not in the office every day has to be really, really good at relationships has to care about the person, get to know the person a lot better, so that bond is strong even if you're not seeing each other day to day. My particular way to handle this has been to make sure that I don't get cloistered in one office anywhere, is um, to just put myself out and about a bit and get to meet everybody. Um, the face-to-face -face contact is essential. There is no way that I can achieve what I need to achieve if um, I try to do it remotely. So it's important for managers to keep up social contact with their remote employees. But what about keeping tabs on the work side of things? The smart manager doesn't meddle in the how people go about doing their job. The smart manager sets the target and the goal and what the output is on a mutual basis with the employee. I view that you have to trust people when you manage people. You have to trust that they will do the job or the project that they have been asked to lead or participate in. But you do need to check in to make sure that they are making progress towards the goal, make sure that they're getting the help that they need. It could be done by occasional face-to-face -face meeting. It could be done by electronic mail or utilizing the web forum concept. So we're not relying totally just on trust. We're also relying on a lot of very tangible things that managers can manage getting the numbers, getting the measures, keeping things on track, helping people communicate with each other, those skills are really necessary.